Today, I talk about a YouTube content creator named Gothics. We debunk one of her videos before confronting her live in the debate ring. All this and more. Stay tuned. So tonight, we have a panel where, okay, so the main championship is going to be Destiny versus Infrared. Very cool, very cool. But before that, there's going to be a shorter panel, so if it's starting at 9, it's only going to be an hour and a half, not too bad. It's going to be me and Joe Lewis versus uh, Counterpoints and Gothics. Not the not a big fan of, of Gothics from what I've seen, um, but hey, you know, maybe we'll go in and have a have a real nice conversation. She's like the big YouTuber equivalent to me, sort of. So there's Joe Lewis and Counterpoints, uh, both like relatively smaller creators. Um, and then it's Gothics with 226k subs and then, and then me. So I looked at some of her content to get a feel of like, all right, I better make sure I watch a little bit of her content. I don't want to come in here like throwing accusations or saying anything that's, you know, going to make me end up looking fucking stupid. Um, don't judge people, you know, until you've actually looked into it. Um, and then I looked into it and now it's... Uh, <sighs> okay, so identity. This seems to be what all the kids are talking about these days. Identity. I identify as they, them, she, her, he, them, potato, patata, kuna, matata. You identify with all these things. I get it. You identify. Funny joke. Props for the stand-up right there. Have conservatives never thought of using a joke where they jokingly identify as something else? <laughs> I've never heard of that one before. Wow. Super original. Very cool. Identify. Um, you know, I wonder if anyone has ever said, I don't care what you identify as. I wonder if it occurs what? to these people that make such a stink about who or what they identify as, if they actually took a moment to consider <clears throat> that the people I'm preaching this to don't actually care about me. Wait, but it, it depends fully in the context of that situation, right? Like, what do you mean they don't care about your identity? So, for example, we respect people's identity uh, with religious groups all the time. So we have people that identify as Christians. That is a core element of their identity, how they perceive themselves. It gives them a sense of comfort, peace, and hope. And we have no way of physically verifying the validity of someone's religious beliefs. However, we quote-unquote respect them all the time in that aspect. So what do you mean? I wonder how gothics would feel if this were flipped. If someone was like, yeah, you know, I just have found a really strong identity in religion. That's why I'm really proud to call myself a Christian now. You know, I've been going to, I don't really give a shit about your little sky daddy, okay? Do you think gothics would approve of that? Because I'm, I'm saying I don't care. <laughs> like what? Okay. Me or about what I identify as. And that's not to say that uh, this person isn't, uh, you know, isn't to be looked at as a part of society. No, that's not it at all. But I, I do think that a lot of people, and I see this particularly with those in marginalized groups, I hate that word, uh, but those within the LGBT or those within, uh, you know, the black community, um, you know, POCs, etc. I see this a lot where people um, 
want to make sure that you are aware that they are a trans non-binary something, or you need to know that I am a descendant of slavery and something. Has and you need to know that I'm white and proud to live in this country. I'm a Trump voter. I'm a Christian. Like, yeah, everybody on the internet is talking about, like, aspects of their identity. And I'm not going to deny that there are not some times where people uh, are definitely cringy with labels and cringy with identifying as all this shit or whatever. But when we're just talking about, like, trans people or, like, non-binary people or they-them pronouns, like, conservatives do this a lot where they will weaponize their own ignorance. Just if it's hard for them to understand the usage of pronouns and trans people and everything else doesn't mean that trans people are wrong and that you don't need to quote-unquote respect them. Please. Guys, she, she said earlier in one of her streams that she is not a conservative, okay? She is politically homeless. She simply does not care. And, and the reason that I asked that is once you ask that, you have to consider, well, what is the reason for me explaining this to people? What is the reason for me being so militant about using the correct pronouns, for example? Right. If I don't care what you identify as or what pronouns you use, then why would I need to know this information? Well, then you can say, well, it's to educate you. Well, I don't want to be educated. Okay. This is not what. <laughs> well, obviously, if someone's like, well, this is some education you need, that would be stupid. The best argument here for the pronoun usage is simply that if someone comes up to you and they're trans, and maybe they're biologically male, but they identify as a woman, odds are if they suffer from gender dysphoria, which is the likely scenario there, odds are, you know, they're going to be trying to transition, trying to socially identify. So really it comes down again to utility. Yeah, she's right over there. You wouldn't be like, he's right over there. No, him, the, the, See, that person there, yes, that's actually a biological man who is now identifying as a woman. And as a conservative, that really, tri or I'm sorry, as someone who is politically homeless, that really triggers me. So I think that I would like to just refer to him with their wrong pronouns because that's my feelings. Like, it's really ultimately a utility, like, I hate the word utilitarian or whatever, but it is. It's a utilitarian argument. It serves us a form of utility, and that's why we use pronouns. That's why I'm not a big fan of neo-pronouns. So again, like, there might be some, like, extreme where, like, people are like, I'm Zem pronouns or what? It's like, okay, that's like some, maybe some, like, kooky people on fucking TikTok who need to go outside. Get over it. The vast majority in the medical consensus is that for trans people with gender dysphoria, they should socially transition. And that means that they're going to be taking steps and measures in order to look like the thing that they identify as. Okay, well then it is to, uh, it is a form of respect. Well, would you respect someone that uh, compels you to change your speech in order for another person to feel validated? I certainly wouldn't. Uh, but you would, absolutely. And I know you would because you do this Every time you, for example, decide not to say the F word when you're at church with grandma, we curtail our language to validate people, quote unquote, all the fucking time. For example, 
I'm not religious. I clown on religion. I talk about Sky Daddy and God Simps and whatnot. But if I was actually going to church with my family and I know that this means something to them and that this is a uh, part of their identity, then I would, yes, curtail my speech to quote-unquote validate them. But you do, for the sake of respect, curtail your language all the time in virtually every social setting. That's how society works. So it can't be a form of so respect stupid. because I think that most people with a common common sense can say that uh, respect. Yes. Common it, sense, as we can see, it gets us very far. Say that respect is is really just please and thank yous. Uh, hello, sir. Uh, goodbye, ma'am. And nice to see you. I'll see you later. Being polite, if you will. Wait. <laughs> Is Gothic still in, like, kindergarten? This is, like, the most pathetically shallow sentence I think I've ever heard in my life. All that manners really mean is just, like, please and thank you. I like how she also said thank you, ma'am. Like, okay, so you're bringing up the, the pronouns thing? Um, okay, so you acknowledge that in that aspect you would use pronouns to be respectful? Does it... Is it only when it's trans people? It sounds like there's more to it than this. Hmm. But this idea of subscribing uh, to how you perceive yourself is something else. And in, in if you need that in order to feel validated, that's the problem. Because no one on this planet should be responsible of validating another human being. That is your own responsibility wait there's a hint of truth there but in the context it doesn't really apply so the hint of truth is that ultimately you should not be relying on other people for validation of course that's like confidence 101 you need to take confidence in your own abilities your own identity your own whatever whatever you choose to take confidence in it shouldn't be something that someone else has like significant control over so i can agree with that but that does not extend to well it's not my business to be respectful to you you just said respect would be thank you and please ma'am so you already acknowledge that pronouns in some instances are absolutely used for respect so are you saying you just wouldn't respect trans people because you don't have to so in that case it's more like selective behavior with trans people which I mean, sure, you can go around, like, acting like an idiot. I would kind of want to know why, and I think that really it's getting at something significantly deeper, which is, seems like she doesn't really like trans people. And in, in if you need that in order to feel validated, that's the problem, because no one on this planet should be responsible of validating another human being. That is your own And then that part is like... I'm trying to be charitable. Maybe she doesn't mean it as broad and literally as it sounds. But my first question would be, is it a parent's responsibility to validate their child? If your three-year-old daughter comes out and says, Mom, Dad, when I grow up, I want to be an astronaut. You're probably going to validate that, right? And be like, yes, yeah, you are, honey. Absolutely you are. You can be whatever you want when you grow up. You're probably going to validate that. You're not going to be like, well, with the current economy and the market uh, heading in the way that it is in the next like 18 years, you'll need a very substantial salary. And I'm just not sure that combined with college tuition and getting the loans, I just don't think that'll work, honey. I really think like, no, you would just be validating them. So that would be my first question is, is it ever a parent's job to validate their child? Again, not a blanket thing. 
You don't validate your kid if they're throwing a tantrum. There are some times where you don't validate your kid, but like no one is responsible to validate someone else. Uh, okay. I hope you're not going to have kids anytime soon. Responsibility. And if you're looking for that through being aggressive with someone who refuses to subscribe to how you perceive yourself, then that's it for the acceptance of your identity to go down the tube. Because I'll tell you right now, forcing- I wonder if she would get really mad if someone refused to validate her identity as politically homeless rather than conservative. Someone into submission, oh no, you're going to uh, address me in the way that I want. <laughs> the name is ma'am. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That type of idea. But that's all right. I have to say uh, about- Remember the, the one viral video that happened three years ago that you're referencing now current in current year because you couldn't think of anything recent because hardly ever does shit like that actually happen for the vast majority of trans people they're just trying to live their lives in despite of people like you you worked at a call center and there was a law that would federally regulate uh you to address people in a certain way otherwise you would be fined or uh, put in jail let's say for the sake of the argument you would have to address your customers as mr mrs or miss so you would have to know their marital status and you would have to address them appropriately using these correct terms and if you didn't you would get fined would you like that? Would you be okay knowing that you would have to pay money out of your pop pocket because you refuse to use the correct words in order to address a complete stranger? I have a hard time believing- Wait, that's the ch Most people would be okay with that, but again, this is your challenge, so uh, <laughs> let me know in the comments what you think and uh, I will see you- I mean, people that aren't trans literally can get like- misgendered and calls sometimes if their voice sounds a little high or their voice sounds a little deep but it's not usually like a blind thing where it's just like you have to close your eyes and be like is this person a man or a woman guess now or else you'll have a bullet in your brain like no usually it's like again people are taking steps to physically uh socially identify as their gender identity and with that comes along the utility more or less with just using their preferred pronouns. Uh, I mean, is there any law at all in any place where it's like, if you're walking down the street and you accidentally misgender someone, you'll get fined. Is that a thing? And please don't say the thing in New York where that actually only extended to like uh, private businesses and landlords that ha didn't ha uh, that were now restricted and could be fined if they repeatedly misgendered someone maliciously. So can you point me to an example where any of that has actually happened or is this just, are we just going the little Timmy route where it, since there's no proof on your side, you just make up a wet dream to scare yourself with it. Is that it? You need something to fuel the fear? I, I gotta think of something. <laughs> there's, trans people aren't really that scary. Um, well, what if you were gonna get fined if every single time you got it wrong? Hmm? Would you be scared then, libtard? Wonderful. Now I'm gonna throw it over to gothics. All right. Um, so cancel culture, has it gone too far? I don't think it should have started to begin with. Uh, I do think that cancel culture is, uh, first of all, it's com very comparable to the struggle sessions that they have during Mao's cultural revolution in China. Uh, on, on a base level of what the consequences of cancel culture is, it doesn't leave room for context or nuance. It avoids due process. 
you know, as as far as what is the proper punishment, how long should a punishment uh, be for, was a crime even committed in the first place, things like that. Uh, I believe it uh, encourages emotional immaturity, it encourages public shaming, humiliation, and it also encourages entitlement to authority. This idea that random strangers online are deserving of an apology for something that they really have no authority to police in the first place, it basically leads to bullying. It, it, it enables this bullying mentality. Uh, I also believe that uh, this then discourages critical thinking because people are kind of uh, reacting on this emotional basis. Now we get down to uh, just seeing things for just a black and white, quite literally, uh, you know, black uh, victim, uh, white suspect equals uh, something, a, a crime motivated by race. That lacks uh, critical thinking to me. I also believe that this doesn't teach conflict resolution. It discourages civil discourse. Uh, and there's also no standard operating procedure for cancel culture. So uh, to, to put this into context, it could be uh, the result of cancel culture could be as simple as someone getting some mean tweets sent at them, or it could be as severe as someone losing their livelihood or them committing suicide because of the nonstop onslaught of emotional trauma. And also, it, I, I will say that Canceling words are also an issue because that ties into political correctness, thus changing definitions and controlling speech. Cancel culture, to summarize, is a Marxist tactic. Okay. Also, Gothics, could you? There, there's a lot of reverb in your mic. Would it be any uh, way for you to correct that? Oh, someone else told me that too. Hold on a second. Thank you very much. Uh, while you do that, though, we have other people who are going to do intros. Hunter Avalon, I want to throw it over to you. Yeah. Uh, honestly, cancel culture. <sighs> It is pretty cringy at the end of the day, let's be honest. Um, I think that ultimately it can lead to a lot of harm on the general discourse. But I also think that we need to be willing to have a conversation about some of these issues without going the like cancel them route. So, for example, I think that there are a lot of people that want to feel special. They want to feel important. They want to feel like they're doing something. And so for them being maybe still in school, maybe just not having anything else to do in their life, whatever, they find some kind of activism in like canceling the guy who tweeted the N word when he was 14 or something like something so delusional because I've seen stuff like that happen before. But I think we have this issue where like conservatives are so hyper fixated on how bad cancel culture is. They tend to take like the opposite extreme. So like, for example, I, I mean, we've let, let's think about it. We had the Dr. Seuss thing that conservatives claimed was cancel culture. That was not cancel culture at all. That was literally just a private business making a decision that it wasn't even like from public pressure. We had the Mr. Potato Head thing where they changed it to just being potato head for like the overall brand change. And then they were conservatives were like molding on Twitter about like they're getting rid of it. Oh, cancel. They're canceled. Mr. Potato. It's like I think that we need to sort of find that balance. So like rather than like you're a racist piece of shit because you said the N word when you were 14 more like, hey, you're 14, you're a kid, you might not have realized that that's impactful or what that word really kind of like the weight that that word has behind it. But there's also like a conversation to be had about how we don't want to like enable racism if possible. And we want to, you know, act appropriately if people are using uh, slurs and whatnot. Like, I think that there's a way that we can address this that's much more productive than just canceling people on Twitter or trying to get them fired or whatever. Usually, let's be honest, based on like 
just a little bit of information. It's not usually like this full out thing. But at the flip side, one more thing, I know my time's running out, but the last thing too is that there are also elements of cancel culture that I think we all agree with. Like society has to cancel some people. Some people are worth canceling. Like America, quote unquote, canceled Hitler. Like there are times that we want to fucking cancel someone, but it's more about like, is this justified and is it not? And right now, cancel culture does not provide room for that. I just want everybody to know, I also uh, think Hitler should be canceled. One of the things that both of y'all said, uh, both Gothics and Hunter, I think that was interesting, um, was you were saying that it, it's, it seemed like it was driven by people who don't have institutional power, who are desperate to wield some kind of social influence. And as a result, they jump on dog piles. Um, I think that's like a really interesting like uh, descriptor for like the social phenomena um, and might lead to like a solution for how do we get people engaged in more positive ways rather right. than engaging in cancel culture. Mm -hmm. um, and then I did want to concede to Joe, uh, for instance, like, the conservative misidentification of cancel culture, uh, you know, Mr. Potato Head going non-binary probably wasn't cancel culture, uh, although that might have been Hunter. But then the the, uh, the other thing about that, too, is how do we keep fucked up stories from spreading so quickly? And then how do we correct the record in such a way that people, um, you know, basically stop being violently shitty? Um, right. Unfortunately, I spent some time on Twitter today and people were insisting that it was their moral right to be violently shitty because the person deserved it. And I don't understand how that uh, that attitude carries towards anything positive in the future, especially when it's encouraged by some of our people. Sure. I mean, I think that ultimately, yeah, it would be kind of uh, stem from giving uh, these people uh, just like a healthier outlet for that like rage that they might feel or that like uh, desire to for to like be activists kind of just like there's got to be a way to basically take that that uh, desire and that rage because that alone could be a very valuable tool actually in fueling uh, like good political change. But the problem is right now, a lot of it is, yeah, it's just people kind of on the internet and they can, on top of that being on the internet, they can hide behind their screen. It gets really easy to just start attacking anyone for any reason. So I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I, I think that there there would be a way to, we would have to kind of look at ways to provide a healthier outlet. But I don't know. I, I think that it, it's just... I guess Connor, you said that you agree with the uh, the the idea that like conservatives are a little bit over the top with what they're calling cancel culture. Um, I think it can be misidentified sometimes, right? Like, um, so so for instance, like cancel culture to me definitionally would involve some kind of like mob or um, people coming after your your job or your employment, some kind of social right. pressure might be misapplied um and people basically trying to ruin your life and dogpiling you because you did something wrong some kind of social faux pas some kind of etiquette slip or some kind of like a transgression against like from a conservative standpoint um like you know for instance joe brought up that news story where it's like hey that you know this person uh fucked up and somebody misapplied it in a way to in oh probably intentionally make it go viral um and then same thing with uh you know basically getting dogpiled on twitter or whatever it's like not everybody is caught up on the social norm norms du jour 
And I, I think that's kind of like um, the frustration from a conservative standpoint is you can assert something that was like perfectly normal, like five, 10 years ago. And it's like, hey, fuck you, you piece of shit. I hope you lose your job. Um, and then right. that can obviously spiral into some super negative shit. Um, so, 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 yeah, it's like, just, but it's... I do think conservatives can be extra sensitive to it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I think that it really We're just have to respond. And I want to make sure other people got some time to speak. Yeah, sure. I just think that ultimately, if we want to talk about like misapplying the term i kind of feel like not to get too spicy too quick here but gothics when you mentioned they're changing definitions or whatnot like um i'm not sure if you know but like definitions have been changing throughout history like definitions are socially constructed so usually if definitions are changing that's just kind of like a normal thing to happen it doesn't necessarily mean that it's like a form of cancel culture so i wanted to push back on that a little bit Okay, cool. Sorry about my technical problems. By the way, is the reverb too bad? Is it good? It, I don't know. What... It's good enough. It's good. I, I, I can know. fix with this, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so, okay, so changing definitions, uh, that, I, I, I reject that as, because it, it, by that context, that would mean I could change the definition of murder, right? I can just say, oh, no, this is, this is cuddling. This is cuddling now. Well, and which definition are you referring to that's been changed, specifically, like, okay, because of political correctness? The definition of racism and this idea that power and privilege need to both be available in order for someone to have uh, the, the ability to be racist. Thus, me as a black person, I'm apparently by this definition incapable of being racist. Well, I agree that that's kind of silly, but at the same time, that's not like a definition that's been changed for the sake of political correctness. So what you're referring to is much more of like a academic um, definition that people try to use for racism that is usually rejected or just not even known about by the general population. Like if you look up the definition of racism, it has not been like altered and changed because of political correctness. And again, I want to just like point out that repeatedly throughout history, words have had their definitions changed. The definition for awful changed. The definition for cute, fantastic. I'm literally reading a little list here from like this thing about all these words that have just changed definitions over time. So it's not like a single person is just like today. The definition of murder is that I'm going to be really nice to everybody. So I murdered someone today, guys. When I'm talking about definitions change and what it sounds like you're talking about is like broadly societally speaking definitions changed but that happens with any society so I, so then i would push back and ask why what is the purpose of changing these definitions what is that intended to do why are the definitions we currently have not good enough it would purely depend on a i mean on a, a um case by case basis there but why would yeah. we need to change them if if there's no like, what is the purpose? What does it do? Well, it, it depends again what you mean by like changing definitions. So it's not like we're all going to sit in a room and be like, I vote to change this definition. But it's like throughout time, the definitions of words change and the meaning, the way that we interpret them also change. It's much more of a broad thing. It's not like today this word means this kind of thing. It's more of like how society evolves, how it changes. The definitions well, of words just kind of change. So I want to circle back really quick. I don't remember who said it. It could have been Hunter or Joe. Uh, well, obviously, because you're both on the other team. Uh, <laughs> but someone said something about, like, the uh, situation with uh, Mr. Potato Head and the cancellations of... I forgot who's, who's the one that said Dr. that. Dr. Seuss, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Dr. Seuss cancellation and then uh, private businesses... Uh, you know, stopping that manufacturing of that particular book. Um, I should have added this to my introduction, but all of these topics that we're debating tonight 
for my whole argument are all interconnected and they need one in order for the other to operate. So in terms of private businesses, I, I, first of all, I would not call that cancel culture. I would call that more of a political correctness. Um, but I, I would say that in, in that scenario where Dr. Seuss, they, they pulled a book off the shelves, they said, we're not going to offer that anymore. Yes, it is a private business. But the question is, how did that uh, business come to that conclusion? It was well, by are, mob rule. It that's was not by true. Social so pressure. There, there, I don't even believe there was any controversy actually at all involving the Dr. Seuss thing. There was only controversy after it was actually the foundation the Dr. Seuss Foundation, his family, the person who had legal trust of his works, decided that with the COVID-19 things and with the uh, uptick in uh, hate crimes against Asian Americans, they didn't really like the fact that one of the lesser known Dr. Seuss books had some like pretty outdated depictions of Asian individuals. This was a decision made by the company that this was not mob rule. And the same thing with the Mr. Potato Head thing. They didn't even make him what that wasn't political correctness. They didn't change him to anything. All that they did was change the brand name to Potato Head because it's an umbrella name for Mr. Potato Head and Mrs. Potato Head. That's all that happened. But again, it's a perfect example of how when it comes to the cancel culture thing or with the conservative side, I guess the outrage about cancel culture, it all seems to be based on like very little knowledge of the actual situation. Well, um. Can, can I respond? Am I allowed to do of that? Course. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so uh, in terms of the, the business and the foundation coming coming forward, I checked, I forgot what site it was, but you can check how many books are purchased. And these those particular books that they had taken off the shelves hadn't been purchased in years. So, so why does it matter? This is, well, well, like I said, it's all interconnected. So in terms of we need to call this book out, we need to stop selling this book. Well, no one was talking about the book. So my question is, what is the purpose of calling it out? But I saw the Internet outrage. So I know that that was that was connected to that decision to take it down. Um, as far as the Mr. Potato Head, uh, well, first of all, the previous, that is a form of political correctness. And uh, the other, where Mr. Potato Head, that is a form of indoctrination. Uh, again, another Marxist How? tactic. How is that indoctrination? Uh, well, let's let her finish. She said it. Let's let her expand. Sure. So uh, I think someone mentioned in here critical race theory. Uh, they also have this this idea of queer theory in academia. They have other things like anti-racism. And if you actually read the text, all it is, it is political correctness. It is enforcing identity politics, which is basically having you uh, obsessed with immutable characteristics, nothing based on your merit, your values, your beliefs, your, your qualifications, nothing like that. So... Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. it um, the Mr. Potato Head is just adding yeah. to the. Uh, I need to push back. No, 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 no. Sorry, I got. Sure. I got to push back against that hardcore because that's just factually yeah. incorrect in in every conceivable way. So, no, this is not some indoctrination of queer theory. I'm literally reading here right now from AP News just because I wanted to double check because I did a video on it a while ago. Uh, all they did it was announced today that the Potato Head brand uh, name and logo are dropping the Mister. Uh, they're proud to confirm that Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head aren't going anywhere and will still remain Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. It was the umbrella name that changed to Potato Head, and then there was still going to be a Mr. Potato Head and a Mrs. Potato Head. There was not a non-binary Mr. Potato Head introduced here. Like, this is not indoctrination. And if that would be like such a reach to, to claim it was. Okay. I think that there's something to All right, well, that. Well, thank you for agreeing. 
Um, I didn't. I just said okay. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, I just really quickly wanted to just for my own stream correct some uh, misinformation that Gothics was saying before. So first of all, when we go to the Dr. Seuss thing, I just had to double check this again. Actually, there was not any big backlash that led to this. They literally said the decision was made after consulting experts and teachers. Uh, lastly, I looked it up and after they actually canceled those books, they multiple uh, Dr. Seuss books that were quote unquote politically correct actually spiked and the company made a fuck ton more money solely off of just like the controversy and some people liked it, some people didn't. But either way, this was proven to be a beneficial business move at the end of the day also. So just wanted to correct that misinformation. We can go on to the next topic. Well, I do want to. I do want to make you called out gothic, so I want to make sure that if she wants a time to respond, she can. Oh, hold on. So first of all, we're debating the semantics. We're debating the definition, pretty much. We're debating what occurred versus not looking at the consequence. All I'm asking is, what is the purpose of canceling these things? If they, if it's old stuff, it was made in the 1950s, and nobody reads this book. Like, who? What is the purpose? Well, of they canceling? gave the purpose. And there's a point to this. They already gave the purpose, though. They said the purpose oh, and you, was because and you believe them. But well, I, I, yes, because I don't live in delusion. But yeah, so they said that they thought that the books were hurtful and that they portrayed people that were wrong. And that in the midst of the controversy with the uh, COVID-19 thing completely made sense. Again, this benefited the company. So we know the reason and we also know it wasn't because of anything to do with a mob, but it was a decision that was made after consulting experts and teachers. I'd be happy to send you this BBC article if you want. I don't know. Do you not trust the BBC? I, I don't know. Uh, no, no, thank you. Uh, you. You can keep your article. Uh, you can continue, Dylan. Okay. I really would like to talk to Gothics just one-on-one. -on -one. After the debate, I reached out to Gothics in the Discord group DMs and asked her if she'd like to debate anything at all. Unfortunately, she saw that one of the clips of our debate was picking up some traction on TikTok and she got really triggered. She sent me this message saying, sucking clickbait out of me doesn't make up for your complete ignorance on Marxism and its implementation in the present time. This is why I don't do debates. Because you're wrong? Not only do shitslingers like you lack the emotional maturity to engage in civil discourse, but you clearly lack the self-awareness to realize when your content consists of attacking other arguments instead of working towards a solution. What the hell do you do on YouTube all day besides criticize other creators? How absolutely infantile. Do me a favor, print this out, staple it on your forehead, and take a selfie for all your followers to read. I see through your bullshit, and in time, so will others. Wow, I wish that some of this spicy heat would have shown up in the debate, but damn, instead we've got some keyboard warrioring here. So I simply responded and said, well, I didn't mean to trigger you by calling out your lack of knowledge when it comes to even the most basic topics like Dr. Seuss and Mr. Potato Head. Probably a good idea not to debate me, but have fun in the echo chamber. Yeah, it's pretty obvious why Gothics doesn't debate.